Welcome to My Resilient Life, the podcast, the place where we talk about overcoming, facing fears, and getting stronger in life. I'm your host, Coach D, a licensed clinical social worker and resilience coach based in Richmond, Virginia. My hope is that you will find our conversations helpful and meaningful. But remember, this is not to take the place of seeking professional help in your area. So now that we've met, let's talk. This is My Resilient Life. Hello, beautiful people on this beautiful day. Welcome to My Resilient Life, the podcast. And before we dive into our talk today, can we just take a moment to celebrate the ladies? Hey, ladies. Yes, it is Women's History Month. Um, I was actually reading an article that stated the theme for this month is providing healing and promoting hope. Isn't that just like our nature? Helping others, lessening the load and making things easier for everybody else. Listen, that is a full-time job in itself. A job that actually is not even meant to be done alone. However, because we have this instinct ability to take on things and um, make things better and and lighten the load for everybody else, we find ourselves feeling um, like we do have to bear the weight of everyone else's burdens and our needs. And I say that from the point of view of a woman, our needs get pushed further down the priority list and we can easily find ourselves um, catering and more focus on what everybody else wants. Um, and then we have the nerve to call that being strong, but resilient lifestyle community or RLC, can we normalize asking for help and normalize asking for help as being a strength characteristic? Um, that's also being strong too. You know, as I'm thinking about the topic um, or the focus that we want to have for the podcast today of asking for help, I am reminded of, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the meme where it shows women um, pulling each other up and we're standing on the shoulders of those before us. Um, And that's what it's about, right? Like we can't do everything alone. Um, Sometimes it does take asking for help and that not being a sign of weakness. So I wanted to focus the first part of our conversation just on the benefits of asking for help. And then we're going to get into ask, we're going to get into looking at the reasons why we don't ask for help. Um, So here's point number one. Right. Benefits of asking for help. What is the relief in asking for help? Um, Funny story. So let me tell you about I'm going to talk about myself because I can't talk about you. So I'll talk about me Um, because I find myself um, struggling sometimes to ask for help. And funny story for me, um, I was sitting at, at my office and I was doing my work and I just did not have the time to go grocery shopping to find dinner for, to get dinner prepared for that evening. Um, Now, grocery shopping for me is not my favorite task to do. I'll just be honest with that. So I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate it in my day, but I had a ton of things, other things that needed to be taken care of. So, um, 
shout out to my to my people, to my ladies who are already using Instacart. Y'all are the real MVPs. But I took it upon myself to use Instacart. And it may seem so simple. However, this was a big deal for me because I normally do not trust other people getting my groceries for me. And we're going to talk about this trust thing in a minute. Um, But it was super simple. It took me 10 minutes to get my cart together. Uh, I put it in and got my ingredients and what I needed and then um, placed my order. And it was just simple as looking at looking it up, hitting a couple buttons, and then following and tracking it until it got to my front door. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you what happened for me. The moment that I submitted my order, I instantly felt a sense of relief. Like, whew, I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. And I got back to my day, finishing the tasks that were on my list, um, which at the time was I went ahead and finished the laundry, um, had a couple of um, documentations to, to, to complete. So I finished that. And then I even had time before my order arrived to start the start the prep for cooking and everything just flowed. Um, so in asking for help, I share that just because sometimes asking for help is making a decision um, to be able to receive the relief that you provide for other people on a day-to-day basis. If you look at your life, And if you look at what you do on a day-to-day basis, you are providing relief for somebody else, especially if you are making sure their needs are met, making sure they're straight, making sure they are, they have everything that um, they need, or you're doing things that just need to be done. So when you provide that for other people, asking for help is also saying that I deserve to receive that relief as well. Um, There is no award for the person that can take on the most tasks or the person that can uh, burn out the, the, the quickest, right? Like, so... Asking for help is being able to receive the relief that you provide for other people. Not only did I have a sense of relief, but also the relief in asking for help is actually releasing some of some of the anxiety and the stress that we can have. Now, I'm an anxious person, and when I start to have a lot of things on my to-do list, I find myself being antsy. I get easily frustrated. Um, I'm irritable. And it's all because my stress levels are increasing. And so when I ask for help, now we're talking about Instacart, but this is just in general. When you're asking for help or support in times when you need it most, you also are able to release the anxiety that comes with feeling overwhelmed. I think it goes back to talking about my Instacart story. Um, When you do ask for help, it gives you time to prioritize and prioritize your time and focus on what is important to you, what is actually important to you at that moment. Now, at the moment for me, 
Grocery shopping was not a priority. It was not the most important thing that I wanted to do. Um, however, was it a necessity? Yes, I needed to go, but it wasn't a priority for me. But in order by me of delegating that and asking for somebody else to help me with that, it allowed me to focus on what was important to me at that time, which was finishing some of my documentation and some of my paperwork, finishing my thoughts on a project um, that I was working on and finishing my laundry. So can we say it's the season of um, folding the laundry as soon as it is finished? Um, And so that was a priority for me to eliminate some of my stress. Another benefit that I think that comes from asking for help is understanding that the theme of two heads are better than one. Um, When you ask for help, you are able to get feedback. You're also able to get a different perspective on situations and you're not wrecking your brain trying to come up with a solution. Um, Now, this is more so when we're talking about um, like guidance and knowledge and um, more of a, on a mental side, right? The two heads are better than one. So sometimes you can find yourself um, fixed on a specific thought or a specific idea and you are running yourself crazy trying to come up with a solution and it doesn't really make sense for you or it's not helping to helping you feel less anxious or less overwhelmed or even just getting any traction um any move any forward movement um with the ideas that you have or the thoughts that you have and so chiming in and asking someone else for their feedback or their support or their guidance, it takes you out of that tunnel vision. I like to say it takes you out of the tunnel vision when you are fixed on a when you are fixed on a specific topic or focus, you're fixed on that. And so when you think about tunnel vision, um, it's very narrow. But when you ask for help, it's someone you're pulling someone else in that can see the broader spectrum of what you're focused on. It also gives fresh ideas and it gives this, um, again, going back to a, a freshness, a newness, a sense of relief um, because it gives another it gives another option. And not only does it give another option, it helps you to strengthen your connection Um, or your bonds with other people as a form of resilience, you know, it is about connection um, and support in my um, formula that I teach in my resilient lifestyle community and my, and my courses um, helping other people is a component of the formula because strengthening that connection and strengthening your bonds is helps you to be more resilient so you don't burn out quickly. Um, because in actuality, we're not meant to, to bear burdens alone. We can call for help. We can ask for backup um, to help share some of the load. Um, after all, you do that for other people, right? You, you, if you think about yourself, especially for my people pleasers, if you are prone to, and my helpers, if you're prone to helping other people, you give that to somebody else. So why not give that to receive that for yourself? But one of the things that comes into play with, with asking for help is the idea that this reinforces trust in other people. And sometimes we, if we can be honest, um, we can have an issue with trusting other people 
especially if it's came if our history or if our experiences justify that trusting someone else um end up being a negative experience um so sometimes we can be afraid um to trust other people or we just don't feel like we can trust other people um we start to ask ourselves questions like well what if they don't have my best interests or what if they aren't able to help me um what if they're just out to um help me so that they can ask me for something in return um what if me asking for help is is based on conditions um and so a lot of times we will steer away from asking for help um but if we look at it from a growth mindset versus the limitations um that asking for help could we could view it as um this allows us the opportunity to reinforce trust with other people um I like to say it like this. If we look at it from not a boxed in mindset, but if we look at it as, well, if I can trust myself, then I can trust other people until they show me differently. And if they do show me differently, then I can shift and adjust. I'm going to say that again, because that just set somebody free. (laughs) If I can trust myself then I can trust other people until they show differently. And if they do show differently, then I can just shift and adjust. Um, Trust is a big thing. And we'll have to have a whole segment, a whole topic on trust. Um, But if you, you look at that, like if I can trust myself, and if there's some some limitations with you trusting yourself, then I challenge you to start looking at your the relationship that you have with yourself first. Am I able to trust myself? And if I can trust myself, then that means that I'm able to give trust. Um, so I can give that to other people. Um, now, until they show me differently. Okay, so let's, let, let's just say mama didn't raise a fool. Okay, so be aware, but also shift and adjust when you need. We talked about some of the benefits, but... You know, as we're looking at the benefits, I think it's good for us to also look at what are some of the limitations. Why don't we ask for help? Fear of rejection. Um, fear of, well, what if they say no? Or what if my needs are denied? Um, fear of rejection. Now, fear is one of those things, not just rejection, but also fear of failing too. Right. So like, what if um, this person, I ask for help and what if they can't help me? Or sometimes we want to fail alone um, without an audience. Right. It's better if I if I fail and I don't have I'm not in front of a crowd or I don't have someone someone else um, witnessing my failure. Um, Or what if there is a fear of like we talked about before, fear of reciprocating. Well, what is this other person going to ask for in return if I ask them um, for help or if I reach out for help? Is my is my asking for support, is it based on conditions? Uh, one of the words that was a constant in the things that we were just identifying is fear. And fear is one of those emotions or feelings that freezes us, 
right? It holds us hostage and we don't act on it because it's better to, or we'll hesitate or we'll even procrastinate because it's, I can manage fear, right? I can manage the fear um, because I know it's there. But the moment that I face my fear, it means that I have now allowed myself to take action. And so there's that uncertainty of, okay, well, I took action. Now what? Um, And that uncertainty is what reinforces fear. But let's go to the other end of that. So how do we face fear of rejection? Well, what if I do ask for help and they say no? Well, if they say no, then it means that they weren't able to meet your needs. And so that's information that you need, right? When it comes to you, well, this person or this thing isn't able to meet my needs at this time. And that's okay. Or what about the fear of failure, right? Well, if I fail at this or if they're not able to help this person or this thing is not able to help. Well, it wasn't a failure. It then can be perceived as this was information that I needed to know. This was just information that I needed to know to keep me moving forward or to keep me looking for looking for the places or things that can give me what I need. Um, And what about the fear of reciprocating? What if what if this other person is asking me for something in return? Um, Well, You know, there is a possibility that, okay, well, if I help you, then, or if if I'm able to support you, are you able to support me? Um, And if you can, then why not? There is this reciprocation, like if you can do it, but if you can't do it, then it's still honoring your needs and saying, you know, I really want to, however, I'm not able to meet that need for you. And so when we honor the boundaries and the expectations that we have for ourselves, we can also honor that for other people. Um, So the other part of reasons why we don't ask for help is this sense of wanting to do it alone. Now, this is, this is where I can chime in because <laughs> it's this sense of control. Now, I don't know about y'all. I don't know if any, any of our listeners have some control issues. Uh, we're going to just call it out now <laughs> while we're talking, while we're having this conversation, right? So it is that, that idea of control of I can do it best. Um, I can just do it by myself. That way, that means that, you know, I don't have to manage anybody else. This means that I know how it's going to be done. Um, It's going to be done just the way I like it. Um, And it's just this matter of control. And if we have control, it also helps us to feel like we are managing stress as well. Because if I had and managing our fear and managing our worries, because if I have control, I know how to navigate this. But in actuality, what we're teaching ourselves is to learn how to function in chaos. Right. So if I can have control, well, it doesn't matter that I'm overwhelmed. It doesn't matter that I am burnt out. It doesn't matter that I um am burdened down or I'm feel like this is too much for me to handle 
because I can just learn how to navigate this, which is chaotic mentally, emotionally, and it can get chaotic physically, right? Because our bodies will start to respond to high stress levels, being overwhelmed, um, being frustrated. So giving up some of the control does not mean that it's a sign of weakness. Giving up some of that control means that I am allowing myself to receive. I am allowing myself the ability to open up for opportunities versus limitations. I want you to think about this analogy. Ball up your fists and take a look at it. So if you can imagine holding something in your hand, you have control of it, right? In this moment, you have control of it. It can't go anywhere unless you open your hand. It can't do anything unless you allow it to. But if you look at that, you're also, you can also see where there's limitation. The limitation comes in that if I wanted to give you something else, then I couldn't. It would be difficult for me to do that because your hand is closed. And so when I think about um, giving support and receiving help, um, I think about it as a reciprocation, right? In a healthy way. If I continue to allow myself to have my hand open, then I am also able to freely give as well as I'm able to freely receive. So when you think about control, don't think about it as um, a matter of power, just power, but think about it as a way to reinforce your strength. I am able to be strong. Therefore, I am able to, to give freely and receive freely. We were not meant to do life alone. And that asking for help, um, it may not look like a big gathering of support. Like you are bringing out the megaphone and you're saying, hey, I need help. I need some support. But asking for help can actually just start with one simple act of bravery after another. Whether that is deciding to say, you know, I'm going to let someone else do my grocery shopping today. Whether that's asking someone for advice or communicating your needs with other people when you need to. I love this quote by Les Brown. Um, he's one of my favorite motivational speakers. And the quote says, ask for help, period. Not because you are weak, but because you want to remain strong. So when we talk about strong, let's also not forget about the power of asking for help. Keep living a resilient lifestyle, beauties.